What is the secret to a happy marriage as a physician? How do we navigate some of the challenges, special challenges that healthcare provides in both single and dual physician couples? How do we handle marriage when it comes to residency stress? Learn the answers to these questions and many more on this episode of the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast, where it's all about serving the early career physician. Let's talk about the unique issues that face us so we can create a better future for ourselves and those to come. And now your host, Dr. Andrew Tisser. Hey, everybody, it's Andrew, and welcome back to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. I'm so happy you're here. For my returning listeners, thank you so much. For my new listeners, welcome, because today, like on every episode, I'm bringing you the best guests from all around healthcare and beyond to discuss issues relating to the early career physician. Today, we have a power couple on the show, Dr. Jeep and Vanessa Nall. Dr. Jeep has been a physician for 31 years and a couples coach for 27. Since 2019, he and his wife, Vanessa, have been specializing in physician marriage coaching. As a married physician and coach, Dr. Jeep has mixed his passion for coaching doctors and helping them find love and a deeper connection in their marriage and career life. Dr. Jeep learned through his own experience that healing is a process that requires patience, time, and dedication, which is why he created a safe space for physicians to be courageously vulnerable while they are immersed in the process of discovery without feeling judged or pressured to be perfect. Vanessa Nelm is a passion is passionate about helping married couples live their marriage's full potential, particularly since her first marriage ended in divorce. From that experience, she expertly brings knowledge and perspective of what it feels like being in a marriage that isn't working, and she has a deep background in issues that affect physician marriages. Vanessa is a sex and relationship coach trained in a philosophy that is holistic and loving approach to sex and relationship coaching that invites people to move beyond shame, clarify their needs and boundaries, live emotionally connected and erotically embodied lives, and experience the joy and satisfaction of great sex and authentic relationships. So let's get them right up here onto the show. Dr. Nam and Vanessa Nam, welcome to the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Really appreciate you having us on. Thanks so much. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I already recorded a little bit about you guys, but in your own words, could you tell the listeners who you are and what you do? Yes. Uh, my name is uh, Dr. George Nam. My nickname is Jeep. You can call me either. Most people know me as Jeep. Um, uh I uh, am a family practitioner, not currently in practice as I'm devoting my full time to physician marriage coaching. Um, I've been a marriage coach for over 25 years, but uh, 2018 started to uh, specialize and devote uh, the coaching practice to physicians. Um, and it was a natural transition, especially uh, because I am one and we have been in a physician marriage for, it'll be 30 years, been together for 31. So uh, I felt drawn to help our colleagues with uh, struggles that they may be having, or if they're just interested in uh, improving their married lives to a higher level of connection. We'll go ahead and introduce my wife, uh, Vanessa. She is also uh, has been a marriage coach uh, for as long uh, as myself and a physician marriage coach for as long. She is a trained um, 
uh, sex coach and relationship uh, from Somatic Institute in San Francisco, uh, California, through the experiential uh, method of um, basically getting deeper into ourselves as married couples and individuals with what we truly feel. Oftentimes we're kind of a little bit stuck in our heads and not enough um, in our bodies. And um, that's what she was trained in. And that is a uh, kind of a different insight that uh, we have with our coaching. Great. Well, I think we could have a four hour show, but uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's get right into it. So what do you think are, are some of the major challenges um, now, not that married couples face, but but perhaps that physicians specifically are prone to running into in their marriage because this is a show for physicians and, and you coach physicians. So what, what do you think are, are some of the, you know, the big ones? Uh I believe the big ones are, especially if, depending on what type of a physician relationship it is, are we talking about two docs in the same marriage? Are we talking about one doc is, one doc isn't? Is it male? Is it female? And, um, but really, I know some of the struggles that I went through when Jeep was training is having, um, having a lot of alone time and, um, Part of that wasn't really what I had expected. So I had to um, develop a lot of empathy for him and also realize that um, this is something that he needed to do. And I was willing, um, I was willing to put that time in with him. I would say um, that kind of dovetailing with what Vanessa just said, and, and it seems to be a bigger issue now uh, because of the state of flux our profession is in and dealing with uh, COVID and all the extra um, amount of responsibilities we have and decreasing uh, staff and the whole, the whole gamut that we've had to endure as a profession is in an inability to disconnect uh, from work and reconnect at home. Um, and I'll give you using me as an example. And this was at a time, certainly that uh, not like now with COVID, but uh, in family practice, I would was usually going in at seven o'clock um, starting to see patients at eight. And um, I would finish probably four thirty or five, but wouldn't get home till seven. And so a lot, and that was pretty characteristic of my days, um, five days a week. So, um, oftentimes, uh, depending on how the day went, uh, which seemed to always be busy. And I know you can identify with that. Um, I would come home and, uh, basically I was numb and what I needed to do was to, uh, just decompress and, um, so I would come in and I would go make a beeline for my chair and just wanting to see something on TV, uh, for at least the next half hour to an hour. And it oftentimes went on longer than that. And when we were first married, Vanessa was running my office. And at the same time, we were having our kids. 
So not only was she running the office until say four o'clock, but she would go pick up the kids um, and come home, start dinner. And I would come home, walk through the door, completely oblivious to that and basically wanting my alone time and nothing else until I was ready for that. And so this went on for a period of time until one day, fairly so, she said to me, you know, I'm at the office and I'm home and you you basically are are, are not contributing. And uh, with some thought and reflection, I had to admit, yes. And what I heard from her was, hey, this is a this is a team effort. We got married. We decided to have kids. You wanted me being part of the practice and you are going and coming home and you're just zoning out. And, that, and that's just not fair. And what about me being able to talk about my day? Yeah, this took a long time for us to sort out. And, um, you know, there there were lots of disagreements. There were arguments. It was a tough time. Um, but we hung in there looking for ways to communicate. I needed him to know what I was feeling when he walked through the door, because at that time I had you know, I had little kids hanging off of me and I just worked all day and I was tired too. And my feeling was that I came home and entered my second job and, and, um, I just needed more from him. So when I was able, when we were really able to connect and he could really empathize with my feelings, we needed to discover a way that he would get what he needed and I would get what I needed as well. You know, and what we're seeing now is, uh, like I said, I mean, it's far worse because you, you know, we're dealing with burnout as a profession on a scale like that we've never seen before. And when you come home, that's supposed to be a that's supposed to be a safe space. Um, but with this this added uh, stress that um, that all of us feel that are uh, in practice, it, it's just. Uh, it's a, I think, a bigger issue now than it ever has been to be able to have that uh, disconnection and reconnection. And so many of our colleagues are just, they, they realize that there's a issue there, but they are um, really flustered as to how to do anything about it. And, um, and we guide them in that process. That's great. Yeah, I think, there's so much there too, right? I, I think a lot of the current generation of docs, I don't know if it was previously, have just such a difficult time turning it off, right? Um, yes. yes. Because you, you go to work all day, you come home and you've got a full inbox and you've got charts to do and you're thinking about the patients the next day and maybe you're thinking mm-hmm. about the patients from today that you only had 10 minutes to see or maybe you missed something and, and you, you know, you're thinking about how this is a, how this is a sustainable model for the next 40 years of your working career. And then if you add in potentially not only a, a physician spouse, but even just any professional spouse and all their stuff, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. who also have trouble turning it off. You know, how do you, how do you help, help that uh, help with that guidance? And, and, and just sometimes it's just so hard 
and then and then right you watch tv and perhaps they're talking about covid and the and how there's no nurses and everything else right so you're yeah. getting hit from all sides so what what do you say to that couple that understands that there's a problem but they just can't turn it off it's a uh... You know, unless you go about it the right way, it's a recipe for disaster. And, um, you know, with with us, it was just a matter of uh, being able to empathize with what uh, each other goes through and to also recognize that um, whatever you do, um, whether it's a physician, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a COO, you know, whatever it is that um, you both have your own individual issues at work. You have your own individual stressors at work and that you both uh, need to be recognized as having an equal contribution to your relationship. Uh, go ahead. And I think it's a matter of prioritizing. Um, I know that there is uh, little time. However, just having discussions about prioritizing and not forgetting that you married this person for a reason and you married that person to fulfill your needs, wants, desires, dreams, and um, just reconnect with that and between the both of you, get really clear on how you can help each other on a daily basis overcome, um, you know, the storms of life. Uh, one of the things that I said to Jeep on actually our wedding day, it was a part of our vows was, you are my peace amidst the storm, amidst the storm of life. And, you know, when I could you know, come home when he came home and, you know, just a loving embrace and just, you know, he was my safe spot. Um, that loving embrace meant so much. And another thing that we did together was early on, very early on, um, you know, right, right out of residency was we made a commitment to spend time together, just the two of us. And, you know, initially we weren't able to do it every three months, but we would we would at least, um, you know, try every six months. And then it got to the point where it was every three months. And then also Friday nights. Friday night was our night to be together doing whatever we wanted to do to let our hair down. Um, you know, we would go out for dinner. Um you know, not so much these days, but of course, COVID kind of threw a wrench into all of that. But find out your joy. Uh, what gives the two of you joy? Um, back when you were dating, what was it that gave you peace in that relationship? And find new ways to get that back into your relationship. Or um, is, again, the kind of dovetails with that. What, what, do you enjoy what is something that you enjoy what is something that your spouse enjoys and at times they they may not be similar i'll give you an example i'm a sports fan i live outside of pittsburgh and so i i like to go to uh, hockey games i like to go to football games i like to go to uh, baseball which is my favorite sport but 
Vanessa really has no, um, she gets no enjoyment out of any of that, but she knows that it's important to me. She knows that I like it. She knows that I get crazy when I go to games. And so, so because of that, she is willing to, and I use this phrase a lot. She's willing to take a step in love and Mm -hmm. come to that game, sit there. Now, is she watching what's going on? Most of the time, not. She's probably sitting there talking to a relative that may be with us or somebody that she's met at the game or even reading a magazine uh, while I'm enjoying the game. But that is that is such and, – and that's something that you have to have. With her, she loves opera. I can't stand it. Um, she likes uh, ballet. Uh, I could think of a lot of other things that I would rather do than to do that. But because it's important to her and because she gets enjoyment um, out of that, I take a step in love and make a decision to go and to do that and be there for her. And I get a, I get a lot out of watching her enjoy something like that, even though it may not mean anything to me. Yeah, those are some really good points. And I think if you are taking that Friday date night, make an effort not to talk about work. <laughs> right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I forgot to mention, you know, the time that the downtime, like every three months, every six months, we would make sure that it was just us without children so that we could um, really get back in touch with each other and reconnect. Now, in doing that, you uh, you have to, or you should be comfortable enough to sit your kids down. Yeah. Because especially when they're younger, they're going to say, well, can we go with you, mommy and daddy? And so what we made it a point to do is to say, um, well, you know, hon, no, we, we can't, we, we're, you know, we're, we'll take you some other time, but this is just for mommy and daddy. This is time away for mommy and daddy to be together so that when we get back, we can be good for you. And we said that repeatedly. And our kids, uh, we have one that uh, is out of the house that got married and we have another one that's in law school. And they have repeatedly brought that up, how much they appreciated having explained that to them And they could see the difference when we came back for vacation that we were renewed, you know, we had more vigor and, you know, we were just better parents overall um, to them. And they have said that uh, echoed and said they uh, would do the same thing when kids, if they do come along with them. So, so that that's important too. I, I know too many couples that go, away with their kids and well it's okay for a family vacation but you have to make time for yourselves especially with the stress that is inherent in our relationships these days yeah Yeah, no i think that's that's a great point and certainly something i need to hear with an 11 month old so uh, oh yes you do (laughs) been there (laughs) Been there. And and for us, um, I was, we were very fortunate because my mother was, uh, my mother and father were the ones that watched the kids. And 
my mother absolutely loved it, you know, extremely instrumental in us raising our children. So um, in fact, they went to grandma's house, even on weekends when we weren't, you know, going somewhere, we could just hang out alone together. And I'm sure you understand with an 11 month old that those can be life giving weekends. Absolutely. We we're fortunate enough to have grandma here as well. And yeah. Good for even, you. <laughs> even just going, yeah, just being able to do this podcast right now. Right. Or, uh, right. or some of the little things, some of the little right. things, but so, you know, I have a lot of listeners that, that are still in training that are residents or fellows. Um, and you know, Vanessa, you talked about before about how you had to be understanding that, that mm-hmm. Jeep was away a lot. Um, and I know that, Myself and my wife, when we were in training at the same time, sometimes we'd be, you know, ships passing in the wind and, and, you know, doing call every other day because they're both residents. So I think for two sets of people, Mm -hmm. for either the solo resident with a non-medical spouse or for the dual resident couple, um, what are some special advice you give to these people that are undergoing, you know, that are undergoing a special amount of stress in their life, working these crazy weeks and, and, and just all the stresses that come with residency. How do you navigate that? That's a really good question. And um, what I would say is my advice, especially for dual physician residents, um, my recommendation would be to just maybe to understand and accept that this is temporary. Whatever you guys can do to steal away moments together, um, that it is a temporary, um, that it is temporary and that it will come to an end. And um, <laughs> I, I have a note on my desk that says patience is also a form of action. So um, it, it's about delayed rewards, right? Um, that would be my suggestion. It, and the other thing is um, if, if it's a single physician marriage, there mm-hmm. there's got to be uh, some discussion about, and I know that I did. We had these discussions frequently about mm-hmm. what um, uh, she needed to understand, what I was going to be going through, the times that I would be away, the weekends I would be on call, and in you know in residency I moonlighted, I worked emergency room to not only to supplement my income, but to help pay, start to pay for loans. And so there was going to be a lot of time that, um, that I was going to be away. And so we talked constantly about that. And I made sure that um, she understood that in, in early practice, uh, I was even working uh, one night a week, I was working in the ER. So, and so she had the kids together if this isn't something that you talk about, uh, if you're married and in residency, there's some um, there's some understanding about what it's going to be like for uh, for both of you. But depending on what residencies you have, you you may really be ships that see each other for five minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. you could be in a in a medicine residency and you're doing a fellowship in cardiology, and she could be doing ENT and there's just not that time together. Mm-hmm. So in a case like that, um, you really need to say, okay, what's your schedule look like today? Mm-hmm. Or what, and if not today, what does it look like for the rest of the week? 
And then what you do, as cold as this may sound, but it's realistic, is you go to your calendars and say, okay, this is the time that we need to talk. What is, what's bothering you? Is there an issue that we're just glossing over because we're so busy? And so in being busy, we're not addressing this. And so it's starting to balloon. And um, so we made sure that there was uh, communication, but in a case with two physicians, it's even more key, more necessary that that happens. Yeah, that's perfect. I, I agree. And, and you know, maybe a shared calendar so you guys could look at, at what you got sure, going right. on. Um, right. But yeah, it, it certainly was a challenging time and um, mm-hmm. we don't look back on it fondly. But again, yeah, you're right. It, it is temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, uh, we're running out of time. So I just wanted to shift the show a little bit to talk to you a little bit more about, about you guys personally. So um, you like getting together uh, and, and you've talked a little bit about sports and opera and things you like, but what else do you guys like to do for fun besides talking about marriage? Well, um, I'll, he'll defer to me on it's, that it's, one. It's the same thing, <laughs> but I, I, I'll talk about one. And that, and that is, um, uh, we like to, we like to, uh, eat go out try different um ethnic foods i mean uh I, i'm not a meat and potatoes guy neither is she it's one of the thing that things that drew us together because we have been about trying new things and so um our daughter lives in pittsburgh pittsburgh is known for having a lot of ethnic um sections of the city so if there's a new restaurant that opens up say it's a Peruvian steakhouse, or it's a a new Indian restaurant, or if it's a a, a different take on Thai food, we're there just to try it. And is it always going to be the best? Probably not, but it's just the fact that you've tried something different. And by doing so, you have uh, not only enhanced your own life, but you've enhanced your lives as a couple, a couple, because oftentimes, you, you know, you bring it up and you say, oh, remember that restaurant we went to? Oh, the food was so good. Do you think it's still open anymore? We ought to go back. You know, th- things like that. I, I mean, it's a, you could get so much enjoyment out of that. Yeah, shared experiences, because shared experiences create shared memories. And then you just have more things to talk about. Um, my hot button is traveling. I absolutely adore it. And um, I deeply research before uh, we go on a trip and uh, almost to the point of ridiculous research with uh, Google <laughs> Earth. And Maybe a little obsessive compulsive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do me. the same thing, Vanessa. My wife could kill me. I spend hours yeah, and I hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. And read all of the books. And, and, yeah, just absolutely love it. But when we go, we have a plan. And we hit it. You know, of course, we talk about it before we go. But we hit the ground running. And then that's just something that draws us closer together when we talk about because we're excited you know, before um, just the excitement builds in the planning of it. I, I'm probably kind of like your wife um, mm-hmm. in, in this, 
Yeah, I, I'll go by a plan, but if I see something that's interesting I, and we're not, say, in the middle of a guided tour, I'll say, let's let's go over there. Like, you know, if, if it's a church or if it's something different, let's go do that. And, <laughs> and, and Vanessa's not about that. You know, we, <laughs> we need to kind of um, stick with that. But, you know, it, it's it's again. It's give and take. It, right. It's it's give and te- take. And we, mm-hmm. we have been so fortunate to be able to have traveled um, so many different places. And, you know, I, I she's got her favorite place um, and I, I've got my favorite place. I've had the um, really the privilege to um travel to the Holy land. And it was at a time where things, you know, things weren't crazy, um, like, like they have been. And it, it was just a, it was a, gr- a great time. It was only five days, but what we saw and experienced in that five days, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that, um, the memories will last for a lifetime. What about you, honey? What, what's your favorite? Definitely, definitely going there and, um, Europe. I've always had this, Kindred spirit with Europe. Uh, my grandfather was an immigrant from Italy. Um, we remained in contact with family over there. I've been there several times and uh, to Italy, but just Europe in whole as a whole, I I just absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I've we've been fortunate enough to go to uh, to the Holy Land ourselves a couple oh. of times actually, and um, good for you. Uh, cause I still have family there. My, my, uh, my mother grew up in Israel and, um, so there's, oh, uh, wow. we still have family. So, but one of the greatest experiences was, uh, right after medical school, before residency, we went there in Rome, um, mm-hmm. and we were able yeah. to, to rent a car and drive through the desert and see all, I mean, it was just, those, you know, you don't get the, to live those, like, see nah. the sunset above Masada and things oh. like that, you know, um, you never see those things again, but I agree. Right. We could talk for hours, but it, <laughs> um, it, gives, yeah. me, it gives me chills just oh, listening to you. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, never. Uh, and Rome. Oh my God. What a can't yeah. uh, the Italians know how to live. <laughs> Boy, they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a siesta in the afternoon. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, we, we've gotten so much great advice um, on this show so far, but if you could distill your advice down to the early career physician, maybe just a single piece of advice, maybe one from both of you, that would be great. Um, what would that be? Um, what I'd like to say is that um, as much as you recognize that you're an individual and that you have individual needs and wants when you marry, you are also a couple and you also have to consider your couple needs and wants. Um, so it's a balance between individuation and your coupleness and just uh, just being aware of that. What, what I would say um, is two things for, um, you know, we, we've uh, coached, uh, engaged uh, couples as well as uh, married. And, and what I say really in, in either aspect, uh, either situation is, uh, don't think you're alone in, in this. Don't, don't feel like somehow you're weak if you're having a problem with adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. and, and don't suffer in silence. I, I, I think a, a lot of us, a lot of, uh, you know, we're trained to be fixers. We, we think we can, fix everything, even 
you know, uh, fix ourselves in, um, it, it doesn't happen or we're afraid to, um, talking about talking about something that bothers us. And if, when you talk to each other, um, you're not able to come to some sort of a resolution about whatever it is, please don't feel embarrassed. Um, like I know a lot of us do, um, don't feel embarrassed to seek guidance. And that's why we're here. And we, we model in our coaching what we have been through our own lives. So, um, so many things that we talk about with resident physicians, mm-hmm. I, I empathize with that because I've been um, not only a resident physician, but I've been a married resident mm-hmm. physician. And as a spouse, um, Vanessa understands that too. So, don't suffer in silence and please never think that you're alone. That's great advice. Thank you guys. And if people want to find out more about your coaching or, or just about your story in general, where can they find you? Um, you can go to our website, which is um, www.bestfriendsagain.com. And I have to give credit where credit is due to Vanessa. She came up with oh. best friends again, because we really should be each other's best friend when we decide where to get married. And if we stray from that, we really need to try to get back to that. And so that's, you know, that is the primary goal that we have. So um, that's the website. Um, we're both on LinkedIn. Um, I, I, Dr. George uh, Nam um, at uh, LinkedIn, you can, go there. Uh, same thing with Vanessa. We have a LinkedIn page, best friends. Again, uh, we're also on Facebook. We're also on, um, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so, uh, the website is pretty complete about the services that we offer. Um, we also, uh, uh, adapt to ours being a physician and the wife of one. We understand that, Time is at a premium and we may not be able to meet it at uh, what are called bankers hours times. Totally get that. So we adapt to whatever time that, that, that couples need to um, um, be able to see us. Wonderful. Thank you again. All that information will be in the show notes for the listeners for easy reference. And uh, thanks for, for coming on the show and, and giving us uh, all that great advice. I really do appreciate it. Oh, thank and, you so much. It's been a it's been a joy, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much, and have a great rest of your day. What a fantastic show with Dr. Jeep and Vanessa Elm. I really enjoyed speaking with them about all issues relating to marriage and relationships. If you enjoyed this show, please leave me a honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the word out there. Also, don't forget to tell at least three of your friends and colleagues. The other thing I'd like you to do after listening is visit my website at andrewtisserdo.com where you can find recommended resources, all the other podcasts, a free four-part video series about my own path, and there's also now a guide to marketable skills, which you can access directly at andrewtisserdo.com forward slash skills. That's all we got for today, so keep talking. 
All opinions expressed by the guest in this episode are solely the guest's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Andrew Tissardio, TalkToMe.LLC, or any affiliates thereof. The guest's opinions are based upon information he or she considers reliable, but Andrew Tissardio, TalkToMe.LLC, nor any affiliates thereof warrant its completeness or accuracy. The guest, Andrew Tissardio, TalkToMe.LLC, or any affiliates thereof are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this episode. The guest statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.